Welcome to The Breakdown with Barker and Becky, a weekly podcast that breaks down politics, policy, and current affairs. I'm Michael Brockhorn. And I'm Becky Scher. It's been a busy week for members of Congress from Minnesota on the national stage. We did a bonus episode earlier this week about Congressman Tom Emmer's bid for House Speaker. Today we're doing a second bonus episode as we are joined by Congressman and new presidential candidate Dean Phillips. On Friday, Phillips announced his run for president. He is challenging incumbent Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination. We will break down why Phillips decided to run for our nation's highest office. We'll also break down Phillips' effort to encourage bipartisanship on a larger scale. Lastly, we will break down if, in today's hyper-partisan environment, people appreciate candidates like Phillips who are willing to be a catalyst for change. Thank you for joining us on this special bonus episode, and we hope you enjoy the show. We are uh, overjoyed to be joined today by Congressman Dean Phillips, who announced he's running for president. Congressman Phillips, thank you so much for joining us today. And tell us why you're running for president. Good to be with you, Michael and Becky. Why? Because America wants change. It's just so darn obvious. 80% of the country doesn't want a repeat of 2020. Uh, Tired of the nonsense. I believe I'm speaking for the exhausted majority of thoughtful Democrats, thoughtful Republicans, conservatives, progressives, who are just tired of what our country has been put through, uh, an angertainment industry that is having us believe we're more divided than we really are, uh, a massive majority of Americans struggling to make ends meet. Uh, life is unaffordable for far too many. And I think most people just ready to move to the future and put this very difficult and dark past behind and be a little bit more optimistic and restore and repair, literally repair America so that we stop fighting one another and can fight together. And that's what this is all about. Fantastic. One of the things you just mentioned there is kind of leads me into my first question is you have been a huge advocate for Democrats and Republicans working together instead of working against each other. You're running as a Democrat. And so how what are your plans? How how does your campaign win over Democrats while also appealing to some of those maybe disenfranchised or left behind Republicans? Sure. Great question, Becky. I, I that is my ethos. I'm the most bipartisan member of Congress. Actually, I think I'm number two now. Uh, Susie Lee from Nevada beat me out this year, but number one, number two. I'm proud of that because that's how we should be doing things. Uh, No side, no team has all the answers. Uh, If Americans believe that one party can beat the other and then therefore help America, I think they're just flat out wrong. Um, So I like working together. I recognize that I'm running in a Democratic primary. So I have to make my appeal first to Democrats and independents uh, who are looking for change. But I'm not going to be shy about talking about things that are important to Republicans right now. You know, chaos at the border, a strong national security, a much better fiscal responsibility, uh, zero-based budgeting, term limits. You know, these are just common sense solutions that I think any one of the exhausted majority, no matter your politics, uh, probably believe in. And that's what this is about. Uh, I love my Republican colleagues. You know, I, unfortunately, many of the best and brightest and most principled have been primaried and have lost to far right-wing uh, nuts to be forthright. Uh, but those that remain are among my dearest friends, and I have great uh, respect for them, admiration. Uh, and we, not just me, we are excited to work together. And when I win the White House, uh, I think you'll see a cabinet comprised of people of all different political perspectives, because that is the joy of an enterprise. You don't populate it only with people who agree with one another. No business in the country can be successful if you got a bunch of yes men and women sitting at the table. You need people with competing ideas who are competent, of good character. It is not rocket science, but this political industrial comp- complex, if you will, you know, has created this uh, culture 
uh, of corruption, nonsense, and dysfunction, and I'm tired of it, and I think we can do better. Uh, Congressman, you're taking the road less traveled uh, by running for president. You're doing so because you believe polling shows that Democrats will lose the presidency to, to President Trump. You're showing loyalty to your party by running as a Democrat uh, and at being an advocate for democracy. In today's hyper-partisan political environment, does someone like yourself who's taking a principled stand, taking on, taking some heat from party insiders inside your own party, does this environment give credit to someone like you standing up for old-fashioned beliefs such as principles of, of, of democracy and trying to do the best for our country? I love what you just said, and that's, that is exactly the choice that I want to offer America right now. We're going to find out. And, you know, I think people always ask me, you know, what do we need to do to fix our electoral system and restore faith in government? And I say, the truth is, it doesn't take a legislative act. It doesn't take a presidential act. It doesn't take an act of God. It just takes an act of participation. If people voted in primaries, think about it. If people would just get out and vote in primaries, it would comprehensively change how we populate the, our government offices with people of character and competency. Instead, we are literally handing the keys to the country to the most extreme right and the most extreme left. And that is exactly the problem we have right now. So you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly the choice that I hope to give to America. And as it relates to being a loyal Democrat, I think it's ironic because Joe Biden will lose to Donald Trump. That's what people are telling me. That's what the numbers are telling me. Uh, that's what the pundits know. And frankly, it's what all my colleagues know. That's the problem right now. We have this culture of silence when we need a culture of honesty. And, and if I'm going to be that messenger, uh, I can't wait to get on the road. This is day one, day two of my campaign, actually. Uh, and I think there's an appetite for that. And as long as I can make my case, uh, it, I think we'll succeed. Now, I've got the Democratic National Committee working against me, got the institutions and machines of the Democratic Party. Uh, but I'm hopeful uh, that people will recognize that they cannot win. You know, Americans can win if they just participate. And that's Americans of all stripes. And I call on Republican voters to participate in primaries too, because that's how we attract and elevate better candidates so we have better choices, plain and simple. Congressman, you're in New Hampshire today. Where do you go next? I'll be filing in South Carolina. I'll be going to Michigan. And then we got a big country. I can't wait to get on the road. I've been to 49 states uh, over my lifetime. I've still got to get to Oklahoma. But I hope on my bus and my government repair truck that we're going to hit every state we possibly can. Uh, I'm going to win New Hampshire. I think that will open the doors to uh, people who may not know my name yet or know my principles or know my case. And it's going to be fun. I want to restore uh, joy and optimism. Going to bring music on the trail. Uh, we already have a musical act scheduled for our first town hall. And I'm going to make that case to people to bring optimism back to the country that needs it and show people, especially young people, that campaigning can be really fun. It doesn't have to be a mean-spirited, vicious, angry affair. Uh, that's sad to me that we have made it such. I think our founders would be disgusted, certainly George Washington, who warned us of this very nonsense. And I want to bring joy back to uh, American politics again because it's overdue. I know there's an appetite and it's our generation's time to do it. One more question, sir. I want to be respectful of your time today. You are running for president. Did you ever think when you got, when you ran for office in Minnesota years ago, not that very long ago, that you would be sitting today as a, a presidential candidate? No, not in a million years. And that's the beauty of America. Anybody 35 years old, anybody born in our country can do it. I'm not the only Democrat on that ballot here in New Hampshire. There are 15 Americans, 15 Americans 
brought the money to the office, went through the same ritual that every presidential candidate here in New Hampshire has done for 103 years. And that's the beauty uh, of doing that. You know, I woke up the morning after the 2016 election. I had a wonderful life, a career in business, uh, Minnesota-based uh, and joyful. And that night changed me, uh, changed a lot of people. And I woke up the next morning, uh, went in my daughter's room. She was 16 at the time. She was in tears. I called my daughter on FaceTime, who was a freshman in college. Uh, she was 18, voted in her first election that year. She was in tears. And it left a really indelible mark on me as their dad. And I promised them at the breakfast table that morning uh, that I would do something. And I did. And you know, I, I flipped a district that had been red for 60 years, represented by outstanding Republicans, by the way, Bill Frenzel and Jim Ramstad, and of course, Eric Paulson before me, a district that is, I think, embodies America, purple, you know, fiscally responsible, socially reasonable. And we had fun doing it. I didn't demean people and, and create anger. I, I did it with joy and invitation. And that's how I'm going to do this. I never imagined I would have to. And you might know, I spent the better part of the last year asking President Biden to pass the torch, encouraging other candidates who are better known and probably more proximate to a national election to participate. And they all said no. And I think that is the biggest risk of democracy right now. People saying no, sitting down, being quiet when we need participation. It's that simple. And I'm, I, yesterday was the most joyful day of my entire life to see New Hampshire folks so excited that there's another option, uh, that there's another choice, and that still in America, this system can work. But I'll end with this. You know, we don't have a hardware problem. We have a software problem, and that's the people. That's why we got to inspire young people of good character, Democrats, Republicans, libertarians, independents, conservatives, liberals, to participate and disagree without being disagreeable. I think we can do it. That's America. And I can't wait to get started. Congressman, Becky and I are, are both Republicans, but we are also proud Americans. And that's the reason why we had wanted to have you on today. You're being a great ambassador for democracy and for our country. You're going to take a lot of arrows. We're proud of you for what you're doing. Hope you'll consider coming back on. One last thing. If there's a presidential contest for log rolling, I think you're going to be in the best spot, sir. Well, I tell you, I have the, I have the worst mentor in the entire world and you, Michael. Well, I appreciate that so much. I, uh, Congressman, just thank you so much again. Be safe on the campaign trail. And thank you so much for just taking a few minutes of your busy time to talk to us here in Minnesota on, on our podcast. And we'll be following your race and we'll be encouraging our listeners to follow your campaign and get involved in democracy in the process. Thank you, Michael. And thank you, Becky. I, you know, We in Minnesota and you too are best in class. Let's Let's show the country how we do this. And we do better by differences, not by all being the same. And boy, we got a great opportunity. It's time for our generation. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Good right. luck Thank out you, there. Sir. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Becky, we just interviewed our first presidential candidate, so that's a, a big win for us, but we interviewed Congressman Dean Phillips. Uh, Give me your take on uh, the interview, his candidacy, and what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, wow, does he have energy. I mean, I have not had coffee yet this morning. He came in. He is optimistic. He is forward-looking. He just wants to do something to better our country. And and it's just so refreshing to have, you know, obviously I've, I've seen him, you know, on social media and some speeches and, and you know, see, I've seen him on the campaign trail when he was running for Congress and, and bought into, you know, of course, I, I'm a Republican, so, you know, he's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I so always kind of loved the the everyone's invited you know purple caucus kind of stuff that he is has advocated for 
And I think it's just so refreshing to have that and to have somebody who wants to have more good things to say about themselves than bad things to say about the others, to recognize that there are some times in life, um, whether it's just in your normal life, a career, or running for president, that you need to step up for the betterment of other people if other people are not taking that chance. And I think it's really um, you, you got to commend them, right, for doing it. I obviously anybody other than Biden and Trump seems like a relative long shot right now, but I think it's just he what he is bringing to the race. I think is so important, and I'm really watch excited to watch it play out and see the conversations that come from him being there. I would agree. Interest of disclosure, I worked on Eric Paulson's race in 2008 when he was first elected. I know the district. Congressman Phillips is taking a lot of heat right now because as you and I have both worked and as strategists and involved in campaigns, it's difficult to figure out the path that gets him to the presidency. A lot of dominoes have to come, have to fall in the right way. And so in this day and age, in this, as I said during the interview, this kind of hyper-partisan charged environment, does someone like him who's taking a principled position get rewarded? And I don't know. We'll wait to see. But I'm bought in it. I think it's fantastic. I think it is. He is doing what needs to be done right now. And we have spoken to Democrats and Republicans, and both on air and off air, there has been discussion about how we need to have, there needs to be different choices. And I think a lot of Americans are frustrated with the fact that it's likely going to be Joe Biden, it's likely going to be Donald Trump. And the opportunities we have right now is to have there be a different choice and a torch passed to a new generation. And I don't agree with all of Congressman Phillips's positions. He is a Democrat and I'm a Republican, but what he's doing is simply remarkable. And it is difficult to not talk with him and get enthusiastic about what he's doing. And to see someone in 2023 stand up and want to do this for the betterment of democracy and for the overall conversation that needs to happen in our country, I think is just simply remarkable. I will add that I don't know how he comes out politically ahead in the short term for doing this. I think in the long run, history will be on Dean Phillips' side. And I think he is showing wisdom and a love for democracy in this country by speaking out. And again, in the short term, he's going to take some heat. But I think in the long run, and I also think that in the privacy of people's own minds, they know that he's doing the right thing. And so I do believe that history will reward Congressman Phillip for the position that he's taken. And we should all applaud someone who is willing to stand up, whether it's a Democrat or it's a Republican, and willing to do what's right for this country and for democracy. And my hat's off to Congressman Phillips for doing it. Um, I just want to... I completely, completely agree with everything you just said. Um, two things that he he said in his in, in, while we had him on um, were one of the things was almost bragging about I'm the most bipartisan member of Congress. How unique is that? I mean, we never hear that. It is you know you hear the X amount you know ex congressman voted with, you know, the person of the other party 78% of the time. And that's like, you know, whatever. We always hear these percentages. Being bipartisan in this day and age is not necessarily something that members typically or staff or or anybody really like advocates and promotes and pushes up. And so I think 
even just that, it was so refreshing to hear him say that in 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 a positive manner. Like that's this is my goal. I am proud to be this. And also even just saying the third congressional district has had, you know, great Republican representatives and listing some of them off is just it's it's just so wild from what we've been hearing and somebody that is so in it just for their political longevity. Like I you just you just feel the earnestness of him of wanting to recognize who he is, what he represents, and what he can bring to the the debate, not just in the Democrat, not you know, presidential nomination process, but just to government and democracy as a whole. Spot on. There's probably going to be, when people listen to this episode, there's probably going to be a lot of eye rolling because they think, because we're cynics or we drank the Kool-Aid or something or else related to Phillips. Here's the truth of the matter is that Phillips is being a loyal soldier to the Democratic Party too. He's running as a Democrat. He's not running as a third party. He's embracing the party apparatus and wanting to have a discussion on his side of the aisle. He is not playing spoiler. He is. There are a number of candidates who have been in, in similar positions who have decided to challenge the party process. And, and then eventually, when they've run out of runway, they choose to run as an independent. Congressman Phillips is not doing that. He's committed to supporting Joe Biden. He has talked in a lot of interviews about the success that Joe Biden has had. He just is looking at the polling data and is coming to the realization that the election next year for president is closer than it should be. And there's a concern that Joe Biden will lose to Donald Trump. I think his story is, I think he's sincere. I think his reasons for running are grounded. This is not an ego trip. There is, of course, when you're running for president, there's a, a responsibility to brand and, and build enthusiasm for his campaign. There is nothing that Congressman Phillips has done in the terms of organizing his campaign that I think is braggadocious, is pompous, or is arrogant. I think he is humble and is focused on what needs to be done for, as he sees it, the good of his party and the good of our country. And I just, cynicism is runs amok right now in politics. And, and I just want to just state unequivocally that I think he is one of the good guys. And I think Republicans and Democrats should be, should embrace and support of what he's doing. And I hope a lot of people give his campaign a look. Um, I just want to end in uh, a quick a story time from you because I feel like our listeners deserve a little insight into the log rolling joke that you and uh, the congressman had. Yes, Congressman Phillips and I log rolled together at the Minnesota State Fair last year. He reached, I had sent out a tweet. One of the things that I've appreciated about Congressman Phillips is his sense of working collabority and, and being bipartisan. Liz Cheney was facing a, Liz Cheney was targeted last year in a primary in her state of Wyoming. People thought she wasn't conservative enough and that she wasn't as supportive as she could be of the former president. She was challenged in that primary. And Dean Phillips cut an ad for a Republican, cut an ad on in support of Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is a, an American patriot. She took a very principled stance and as a member of Congress in terms of investigating President Trump's role in, in January 6th insurrection, but also talking about the danger and concerns that Donald Trump poses to the party. Dean Phillips sent, did an ad, and I acknowledge it on social media that we need to see more of this stuff. I then got invited by Congressman Phillips to, to do log rolling at the State Fair, and it was just a blast. First time I had met Congressman Phillips, and the first time I've log rolled. 
And it was, it is, it's just as difficult as it looks. And I hope, as I said down the interview, if there's an opportunity for there to be log learning introduced into the rules of the democratic process for running for president, I will have appreciated my small role in giving Congressman Phillips a boost because it, it was, it's challenging and you, there's no naturals at it. And I, but I think you do pretty good at it. I think you do pretty good at it. It was a fun experience. It's a good memory to have. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for all your work to to get Congressman Phillips on with us today. It was a great conversation and we're going to just have to watch with bated breath everything that happens on his campaign trail. Yeah. And one last point, Becky, again, compliments to you for helping create this type of environment where we have not only local candidates focused in Minnesota, but we also have national candidates that want to come on because they recognize that this is a good place to have a kind of safe, town hall style discussions where everyone gets to speak, no one gets cut off and we get to be, we get to disagree, but not be disagreeable. So thank you so much, Becky. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. We want to thank you for listening to this bonus episode of the breakdown with Broadcom and Becky. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple podcasts or on the platform where you listen. You can also leave a review on our website at bbbreakpod.com. The Breakdown with Broadcore Becky will return this week with a new episode. Thank you again for joining us.